Welcome to Equestrian Movement's First Do No Harm podcast. I'm your host, Katie Boniface, co-founder of Equestrian Movement with Sarah Gallagher. We work with horse riders who want to build a stronger bond and a deeper connection with their horses. In our First Do No Harm podcast, we discuss with other industry professionals how to work with horses to firstly do no harm and secondly support their mental, emotional and physical well-being throughout the training process so that we have horses that enjoy learning and ask to be ridden. Each episode, we discuss the different influences our training can have and how we can improve our horses' overall athleticism, soundness of mind and body, and emotional fortitude, while strengthening and deepening our relationship with our horses. Each week, I will endeavor to bring to you a new episode on horse riding, training, handling and husbandry for an interview with other industry professionals to help you address where and why you might get stuck in creating the beautiful union of dancing souls that is the equestrian sport. Are you ready to kick off today's show? Let's get started. Hi team, Katie here from Equestrian Movement. Welcome to episode 7 of our Connection Series and this week we're getting into the saddle. So in today's training of connection series, we're going to start talking about what connection in the saddle looks like and how we can improve that quality of connection, but it starts with working on ourselves. (laughs) I don't know if there's ever a training that doesn't start with self-improvement when it comes to working with horses, and that is why they're so amazing for us. So before... We get into bit pressure and contact, which is next week's episode. We need to talk about what is going to interfere with our ability to have soft hands that our horses can trust and how we can create soft, kind, clear hands to communicate well with our horses without creating pain in their mouths. And that comes down to our balance and our coordination. And that does mean that there is a little bit of fitness required from us. So there are two fairly significant categories, I guess, that we're working on when I'm working with, um, you know, beginner to intermediate riders. The two main things that are going to keep a rider stuck when it comes to developing communication and connection in the saddle, as well as that is going to keep you stuck from progressing you know, up the training levels if you're trying to get into more challenging exercises with your horse. And those two things are balance and leadership. So being something that is easy to carry and being something that your horse wants to follow. So let's start with this idea of being something that is easy to carry. A lot of the coaching critiques that we can receive has a lot more to do with presenting an aesthetically pleasing picture to others than it has to do with how we stay on the horse and how well balanced we are. An example of this is turning your toes in. So turning your toes in, if you stand up and have a go at this, turn your toes in When you turn your toes in, it pulls your knees in and it tightens your thighs and it rotates your pelvis down. And all of these things push you away from the horse and out of the saddle so that you're going against the movement of the horse. 
The other thing is that as soon as your pelvis is rotated forward and down, you are putting your horse on the forehand. The biggest challenge that we have with developing our dressage skills in general is being able to get our pelvis into a neutral position first and foremost and then being able to isolate and maneuver our pelvis independently to communicate effectively with the horse. Once we get through our cue training with our aids and we have our horses well cued into what our legs mean and what our hands mean, we're literally refining it down to communication with our seat and it is challenging to isolate the individual parts of our pelvis to communicate clearly and effectively with our horse and that is what is going to limit a rider from not getting into collection to being able to get into collection and up higher. But before we even get into that, what we're looking at is how well balanced we are over our lower leg and that does not have anything to do with whether your toes are turned in or out. Yes, the angles of your ankles and your toes and your knees and everything are an important aspect of it, but toes in, heels down does not give you a strong, secure lower leg that you are balancing well over. So we do a lot of this with when I'm like, this is everything that I'm doing with my beginners when I start them. Uh, and it's quite often something that gets rushed through at schools, riding schools, because Obviously, the profit is in the group lessons, not the private lessons. So a lot of schools won't perfect the balance over the longer, over the lower leg, sorry, in um, needing to move the students into a group. So if you have started out riding in a school environment, in a school setting, you need to really consider if your foundations were taught well and effectively to actually be well balanced over your lower leg on your horse because this is a very challenging experience as a rider and then the better we get at it the more connected and balanced we are in the saddle the easier of a load we are for our horse to carry and the better we can communicate because we're not trying to balance on our horse's mouth because we've lost where our center of gravity is. So being really strong and stable and secure over our lower leg is the first key ingredient to balance in the saddle. We have a free training on this in, our, in YouTube. So if you click on the link in the show notes, you can see how I work with my students to stack their body with an exercise on the ground first so that we can transfer it into the saddle. And there's also heaps of resources that you can grab online as well, free resources at that. Ready to Ride Physio has a whole YouTube channel dedicated to improving our uh, balance and our core through Pilates for horse riders. We can link that up in the show notes as well. So being really strong, stable and secure over your lower leg, my expectation of my students is that they can go from their three-point seat up into their two-point seat, back down into their three-point seat without having to hold on anywhere just through the strength and balance of their lower leg. And they're practicing that every time they ride and I will most often ask them to be working on that 
even if they're not going over poles in the walk before they start trotting to make sure you know if there's if it's been a week or more since the last time they rode do they remember where their balance is when they're in the saddle so being able to have that strength and just finding your balance to get up hover out of the saddle and sit down without collapsing on the horse's back we really need that that strong secure lower leg and strong legs to control whether or how we sit onto our horse's back so that we can sit light and not be a difficult load to carry so the second part after we have a really nice lower leg that is going to be strong, secure and stable underneath us, we then need to be able to move our upper body. So quite often the next place that the students need support to, to get through the next um, obstacle as a rider is the upper body needs to move to give the horse the direction of where they're going. And what will happen if you haven't identified where your center of gravity and where your balance is in your stirrups then you're going to crunch down and you're going to fold over and you're going to try and squish yourself to stay balanced down instead of holding yourself from your center of gravity and growing out of that so this is a really important concept to understand as a horse rider is that if you don't know how to hold yourself from your center and allow, which allows for freedom of movement of your limbs and your extremities, then you're really not going to be able to communicate clearly with your horse. If you're like kind of scrunching up your shoulders and scrunching down to try and hold your balance, if your body is tight trying to hold your balance and like scrunch your center of gravity down to find your balance, then your communication is going to be very unclear with your horse. And this is where we're going to create fights and arguments with them because your hand is saying one thing and your shoulders are saying another. So what happens here is to try and be strong in a rain aid because you're not strong in your body, your shoulders are going to turn in the opposite direction of the direction that you're turning in to try and pull with the rein that you're trying to steer with. So you're pulling with one rein and in an effort to be strong with that one rein, you're turning your shoulders in the opposite direction. So now your body is telling your horse to go one way and your rein is telling your horse to go the other way and which one should your horse listen to? And this is where our communication breakdown is gonna to start to happen in the saddle. We're gonna get a lot more resistance to bit pressure and contact because our body isn't leading the conversation, it's conflicting with the conversation. So once we have a strong, stable, secure lower leg that we are able to hover over, we then need to be able to twist through the waist and we're looking with our eyes and pretend your eyes on the points of your shoulders and eyes on the points of your hips and looking with your eyes, shoulders and hips first and then applying your rain aid, not just like applying your rain aid and hoping for the best. Your shoulders steer your horse. Let me say that to you again. Your shoulders steer your horse. If you are trying to steer your horse from your rein, you are undoubtedly struggling with a horse that is falling out with the shoulder and not following the rein all the time. Because when we apply bit pressure to our horse's mouth, they don't sweetly go, oh yeah, there's a piece of metal in my mouth, I'm just gonna follow that. They feel it on their mouth and they balance against it because it's pulling them off balance. 
So the more that you are pulling your horse to try and steer it, the more you are pulling your horse off of balance. So it's really important that you practice your coordination and your cueing in the walk and then go up into the trot. And then if it's falling apart in the trot, don't just try and push through it. Come back to the walk, make sure your coordination, your balance and your cueing is right. Make sure your communication is clear in that your horse knows what you're asking of them and then go back up into the trot again. Because what you have in walk, you have worse in trot and you have worse again in canter. Because things happen a lot quicker. We have the moment of suspension where they have all four legs off the ground. And so if we aren't grounded and centered on their back and our horse isn't grounded and centered into their four legs well, then they're constantly fighting with their balance and then constantly fighting to balance us on their back, being a little swingy, tall thing that changes the, where their center of gravity is. <clears throat> and then this is where they're going to start bracing. They're bracing to try and stay balanced underneath us and so that we don't fall off. So not being a burden to our horses <laughs> when they're trying to carry us, being something that is easy to carry is doing the hard, boring work that we didn't really get into horse riding for, but we don't have to do heaps of it to improve just a little. You can get away with 10 minutes a week, and if you are doing that, then overall your horse riding will improve because your balance and just your wiring to your muscles is getting better. If you can do postural corrections day to day, like in the car, sitting at your office, stand up from your chair, have a stretch, stack your posture, sit down again. Every time that you can remember to correct your posture, standing over your dishes, doing the poo pick, tacking your horse up, anytime that you can just do a quick little restack of your body, you are going to be becoming a better horse rider. And not only that, but you'll actually be a lot happier and healthier when you're older because you will have kept your posture stronger for longer and not let it deteriorate. So check out the links in the show notes to see how you can do five minutes of posture work before you ride. That is going to not only warm your back up and make you an easier human to carry for your horse, but is also long-term going to really help with just general pain management in our own bodies. If you're anything like me, you've got uh, <laughs> 30 plus years of injuries from falling off horses. So just this posture and getting a massage alone has helped me continue riding without as much pain. Until next week, happy trails. If you're loving what you're listening to on the podcast, you might be starting to recognize that trying to control your horse through submission-based training is the worst way to ask your horse to look after you. If you're working with or riding horses, you know how unpredictable and sometimes scary they can be. Unfortunately, most struggling horse riders make the mistake of thinking they can physically control their 400 plus kilo fur babies by moving their feet or spooking them into responding with flights and join up. Without giving your horse a reason to care about you and look after you, 
you will most likely end up with a horse that is disconnected at best, shut down or explosive at worst because they can't communicate their needs with you. Especially if you are already scared, worried or nervous handling your horse. That's why we've created our new free online training experience, Building a Connection with Your Horse. This is how I've gone about creating safe horses for beginners, no matter the breed or previous handling experiences. If you want to learn the secret source behind developing safe horses that care about you and look after you without trauma triggering training methods, register for our new training today at www.equestriumovement.com forward slash connection and I will uncover the three big mistakes you might be making if you're trying to build a relationship with your horse and how you can start building your horse's trust and confidence in you as a leader worth following.